The Florida Gators are one of the more interesting dynamics in all of college football right now because if you grew up an SEC fan, if you grew up watching this storied program as a fan or as an opponent, you would know what it means to be a Florida Gator. You would know the success and the standard that Florida holds itself to. Now that mantle falls upon Billy Napier's shoulders as the head coach, the CEO of that program to restore Florida to its former glory and take them back to a national title picture. The question is, how patient will the Florida Gator brass be with Billy Napier as he went six and seven a year ago in his first season? And man, if you look at the schedule the next two years, it is absolutely brutal. The man is recruiting his tail off, though, on the flip side of that. We're going to break it all down here on Southeastern 14. Hello, everyone. I'm Blaine Gilmer. Welcome in here to Southeastern 14, where we are going to talk some Florida Gator football as this season is right around the corner. In fact, the Florida Gators play this month, guys. It is going to be an exciting 2023 season, and nobody's more excited to get that started than Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. So we're asking the question, how patient will Florida be with Billy Napier? How patient should they be? That's also another question with Billy Napier. Obviously, coming in on the heels of the Dan Mullen era, Dan Mullen had some success, got Florida within a shoe throw away of being in the national title picture as they were facing Alabama in the SEC championship uh, in the COVID season, and then things fall apart on him in 2021. They end up getting in a high-scoring dogfight battle with the Samford Bulldogs, and then all heck breaks loose. Mullen's gone, and here comes Billy Napier from Louisiana in the Sun Belt bringing over Montreal Johnson and Cyrus O'Torrance and all these guys with him to Florida last year who helped had any success that they did have. It, it was helped by those guys that he brought with him, also Anthony Richardson. Now fast forward to the start of 2023, and it's a, another seems like another bit of transition here. Florida returns just 55% of its returning production from last year. Again, Richardson accounted for the, a lot of that on the ground and through the air. Now, they do bring talented running backs, Montreal Johnson, as I just mentioned before, and Trevor Etienne back, who is part of the case that Billy Napier can make for, hey, here's why, here's why Florida needs to have some patience with the coach that came over from Louisiana because he is recruiting at a very, very high level, and we're going to get into the specifics of that. And Trevor Etienne was a freshman last year that was able to really take take the league by storm and make people perk up and say, okay, maybe this Napier guy does know how to evaluate talent. Maybe he does know how to get some players in here to the swamp that are going to help out in the future going forward. And that is certainly a case to be made for, hey, maybe this thing is going in a better direction than we think, despite losses like they did to Georgia where they just didn't have the horses to run with them despite the embarrassing loss in the Las Vegas Bowl against Oregon State, a team that obviously had 
more to play for, was more excited than Florida was to be there. However, they still didn't show up and play the brand of Florida football that that Napier or the Florida fans want to see played anytime they step onto the field. Now let's take a look at Billy Napier here, okay? Of course, we know that he is a guy who was at Clemson and had success. He's been under the Nick Saban coaching tree. He's coached at Alabama. Again, lost four games in his last three years at Louisiana in the Sun Belt, a league that I think a lot of people don't give enough credit for for being a very tough league, and he you know, did some great things over there. That's why he got recognized as a up-and-coming head coach, and Florida picked him to be their next head man after Dan Mullen. Transfer portal really hurt him first year, uh, so he had to go about, about rebuilding this roster. Um, and at times last year, like the opening game against Utah, everybody thought, hey, this is going to get turned around a little quicker than we thought. But it's also kind of a indictment there when you have as good of offensive line as they had last year, really big, really physical. And then Anthony Richardson in front of it had some weapons out on the outside and just didn't get enough going offensively consistently throughout the year. Now it's, okay, how can Graham Mertz lead this team? It's how does Billy develop that position, kind of known as a as a guy who can help out at the quarterback position, get things going. He, he, he's coached wide receivers before uh, at, at Clemson. So, I mean, that is a position that is – bare bones right now it seems for florida he's got to get some influx of talent there and he's going to but let's just look at what's going to happen here over the next couple of seasons look at the schedule in 2023 and 2024 i just want you to look at it and tell me okay this is how many wins i see how many just chalk them up as straight wins uh that you see for this florida team games they'll even be favored in uh, it's going to be an awfully tough start to the year this year with Utah. Uh, then they, they have to they host Tennessee week three. That's that's a tough game with Tennessee, the way their program is rolling right now. Um, Charlotte, Manistee State, kind of in between those games. Kentucky on the road, tough game now. They lost to Vanderbilt last year. How does that look with Vanderbilt coming down or homecoming at the, at the Swamp, you would think? You would think that would be a, a game that Florida could easily win just based off program standards, but Clark Lee has that Vanderbilt program playing better, has that Vanderbilt program more athletic now. Um, they've, they've brought in, you know, through recruiting and transfer, things like that. They're doing a better job of that program, have a good quarterback in A.J. Swan, so not just a gimme game. South Carolina, uh, kind of the connection there between Coach Spurrier being at both programs and things like that. At williams Bryce Stadium, never an easy place to go. We know what the Georgia-Florida matchup is every single year in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, it's one of those, hey, throw the records out the window type deal. Um, rivalry game, a lot of emotion. So we'll see how they can hold up to the defending back-to-back national champions there. Arkansas, a physical football team that's going to have an experienced quarterback in K.J. Jefferson, a really talented running back in Rocket Sanders. Coming in with him at LSU, always tough to play in Baton Rouge. Missouri is super, super experienced this year. And then Florida State, one of the top five teams in the country this year. Probably they're extremely talented and loaded with experience. 
Then you have next year two games inside the state of Florida. They do get to host both of them against Florida rivals in the first three games in Miami and UCF. UCF now a member of the Big 12, so that's two power five games right there in Miami and the ACC, UCF in the Big 12. They played Georgia in the fourth game of the year, then followed up with a Florida State game. Actually, we don't know some of the dates of these, so we don't know if Georgia will be the fourth game of the year because a lot of these are to-be-determined dates. But just look at the opponents they have to play because the schedule will get worked out later when the SEC releases the dates. But they did release the opponents. They have to play Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, Old Miss, Kentucky, and then Florida State from the ACC all in the same year. All in the same year. Mississippi State as well. I mean, it is a brutal, brutal next couple of years. So what are, you, what are you thinking if you look at this schedule? What is acceptable to keep Billy Napier out of trouble there at Florida? And obviously, Florida fans want to see, you know, 12-0 and 0 both years, right? They want to see... They want to see Florida restored to the to the place that they believe that it should be. But realistically, if Florida, with where the roster is right now, if Florida is able to make a bowl game in both of those seasons, that quite literally may mean that Florida has gotten better each one of those seasons, but the record may have not reflected it i think florida this year will be a better football team than it was a last than it was last year it may not win as many games they can be better they can be more sound they can be a better program in terms of how they how they practice how they go about doing things that billy napier wants done they may be even more efficient at quarterback than they were a year ago but the schedule is such it is such a tough deal with going to Utah early on, having the Georgia game, going to LSU, there is so much that is going against Florida just from a logistic standpoint, just from a look, looking at it on the surface standpoint. But now let's go ahead and go back and look at let's go back and look at the recruiting piece of it because this young man right here is DJ Lagway, and you know, let's say Florida only wins 12, 13 games over the next two seasons. Probably the six or seven of those in the 2024 season are going to involve this man right here in DJ Lagway, and he's going to bring a lot of guys with him from the transfer portal. He's going to bring a lot of guys with him, likely in his recruiting class. He's got Amir Jackson, a talented tight end out of the state of Georgia, four-star, five, two ten, that he's helped draw into this class. A lot of talented linebackers that are joining in defensive ends. But at the wide receiver position, the area that Florida needs help with the most, they've got Jeray Hawkins coming in, Tawaski Abrams coming in, and Isaiah Williams coming in. All four-star wide receivers. This recruiting class right now is a top-five recruiting class and has a chance to finish that way come signing day. That is an influx of talent that, if Billy Napier is not retained at some point, I don't know that you keep that kind of talent coming in. So I am all for saying, hey, 
Let's get through these two seasons. Let's see where we where we sit once the dust settles. Coach Napier is is building what he needs to build in terms of recruiting, in terms of bringing the talent in. They didn't get the guys necessarily they wanted in the portal this time around, but hey, some talented freshmen like Andy Jean is expected to do some things this year as a true freshman. Um, they did fortify the offensive line a little bit with uh, Micah. Mascua, and they also brought in Kenyatta Goodwin, but they didn't know Kenyatta Goodwin was going to have a family emergency and have to kind of have a hardship case where he leaves the program. They brought in Damian George from Alabama. So can they piece it together? Can they surprise and win seven, eight games this year? If they did that, if they win eight games this year, Billy Napier should be the coach of the year in the SEC. I don't care who else does anything else. If Florida wins eight games this year, Billy Napier should be the coach of the year in the SEC. It's all going to depend on how well that new offensive line with four out of five new starters can protect Graham Mertz because he's not going to have as much escapability. He doesn't have just terrific weapons on the outside that can win one-on-one matchups. A lot of the burden is going to fall on Montreal Johnson and and Trevor Etienne to get some things done here. That, that defensive front of Justice Boone, of Cam Jackson, of Chris McClellan, of Princely you, if that front four in terms of the the jack position, sometimes Princely's hand in the ground, sometimes he's standing up. If the defensive front can get things done and slow down other teams running games, make sure that they are efficient and getting off the field on third down under Austin Armstrong here, new defensive coordinator, that's going to help out a lot, especially with an offense that is going to be more of an efficient offense and less of a explosive offense, in my opinion. So what it all boils down to is how patient will Florida be with Billy Napier? I think you got to at least give him through the 2025 season, let him get a full complement of a couple recruiting classes in here, get all of his guys in the program, quote-unquote his guys, and really see what he can do in that 2025 season because 2023 and 2024 are absolutely brutal on the schedule and it you would be hard pressed to find many teams in the sec that are going to come out of that schedule much higher than a 500 record maybe a georgia maybe an alabama uh but or an lsu but other than those those three programs they're kind of the standard right now that everybody's chasing i think you got to be patient with billy napier you got to give him time and he's he's one he's a great man great person off the field so great values so we'll see how much that translates over to success nice guys been plenty of nice guys that haven't had the success that maybe they were desiring to have in the sec give us your thoughts tell us how long you think florida should wait on billy napier to have some success there at florida and what do you think about this upcoming season guys we're going to be previewing every single game making predictions this season we have all coverage each morning of SEC football, Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, they do a great job not only covering SEC football with me, but also SEC basketball, whether it's whether it's off-season news or as the season gets closer, those games being scheduled, SEC baseball, it's all right here. So like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and we'll catch you guys next time to talk more SEC football here on Southeastern 14, your place for daily coverage of SEC sports. 
Thank you so much. I'm Blaine Gilmer, and we'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.